Attended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Insamo, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the NHL, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Tonight, your Toronto Maple Leafs will be at the Scotiabank Saddledome to take on the very good Calgary Flames. But before we get to that game preview, let's go Rewind the clocks a bit to Monday night as a little post-game recap episode very quickly. Uh, as you know, we've had a very busy week. We didn't get the opportunity to do so this week. So sorry to you guys for that. But we will have more content coming up, believe me. Uh, I don't know if you guys have followed my personal Twitter. But do so if you have not. If you want updates on all Toronto sports teams, I try and do my best to cover everybody. Uh, you know, every team in Toronto. Uh I did say that my list of my top 50 Maple Leafs trade board targets will be released early next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited for that. I've worked on that so much, dedicated so many, so much hours to that to uh, fit a whole board together for you guys. And it's all free. So it'll be posted on the website for you guys to check out. I'll have rankings on what I would like to see done, you know, their annual salary and uh, their age and all that stuff for you guys to look at all free. Uh, on the website for Battleborn Fan Talk. So with that, let's get to the episode. The Maple Leafs defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 in overtime in what was a very eventful game. Very fun to watch, I must say. Uh, the game was opened up with a goal from Nino Niederreiter, uh, assisted by Ian Cole and Martin Natchez. Natchez is a guy that I said, uh, you know, he was one to watch on the fourth line. Uh, then Austin Matthews responded with a power play goal assisted by William Nylander and John Tavares. Matthews then scored, an, again, a beautiful goal uh, past Freddie Anderson, assisted by Morgan Riley and Mitch Marner. Then D'Angelo scored really quickly to open the period, eight seconds into the third. Derek Stepan scored, assisted by Tony D'Angelo and Stephen Lorenz. And Mitch Marner scored, uh, assisted by Timothy Lilligren. Beautiful goal to keep his streak alive. And then Mitch Marner in overtime. Who else would it be after Matthews left with a very scary injury? Uh, assisted by John Tavares and Morgan Riley. Peter Morazic, that's a topic I'm going to save for a little bit, but he was an absolute stud in this one. Uh, let's go back to the initial game itself. Uh, you know, I talked about in the pregame episode, the bottom six of the Carolina Hurricanes is what makes them so strong. They're able to bite you with it. And that's what I talked about in terms of a Stanley Cup contender is when you have a bottom six that can score at will, like the Carolina Hurricanes did in this game, Against the top teams, the Maple Leafs are a very good hockey team. I've told you guys that. It's okay to say that here in Toronto. I know a lot of people lead to the first-round talk, but this is a very good hockey team in Toronto. They're third in the Atlantic right now in a very tough division, on pace for an absurd amount of points that would win the President's Trophy in any other year. Uh, the Hurricanes, like I said, that bottom six. Martin Natchez was a guy that I highlighted in the pregame. You know, he's on the fourth line in this one. And he was able to provide offense, even the depth from the defense. Ian Cole getting an, uh, an apple on that. And uh, that was just him finding the stick lane of Nino Niederreiter for the deflection. Uh, it was a beautiful goal. And that's, you know, what makes the Stanley Cup contender Stanley Cup contenders is having that ability from the bottom six to provide offense and even, you know, the bottom pairing 
Ian Cole is not uh, not an offensive defenseman by any means, and he was able to provide, you know, some offense for the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is important where you see guys like Sebastian Ajo didn't get any points in this one. Uh, Teravainen didn't play. Uh, Svechnikov was held pointless as well. The, like, this is why the bottom six scoring is so important in the playoffs because you are going to have games like this where your stars are getting double covered and, you know, they're, the opposition is just purely focused on them and you got to rely on your bottom six to provide something. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. And, uh, you know, Matthew showed up in this one. I told you guys he was going to score if you listened to the pregame. I knew he was going to score again on Freddie. I didn't think he was going to score two, but he did. Uh, I'll always take that. Uh, Austin Matthews is my favorite player on the Leafs. 31st of the year. Absolute uh, super stud. Like, top three in the league, without a doubt. You want to tell me he's second? I will not argue with that. Although, honorable mention Nathan McKinnon because he is so underrated now. Like, he's been banged up all year and people aren't even talking about him anymore. He's an absolute stud in Colorado. Wouldn't be surprised if he hoists the cup in June. Hopefully it's the Leafs, though. <laughs> Hopefully it's the Leafs. But let's get out of the first round first before we talk about Stanley Cups. Um, now let's get to Morazic. Morazic, 31 shots against, 3 goals against, 28 saves, a .903 save percentage. The numbers do not do Morazic's performance diligence. He was an absolute stud. And I knew he was going to perform uh, going against this old team. He battled Freddie Anderson, who he was going against his old team. A lot of Carolina media people said that Freddie Anderson wanted this win extremely bad. And, uh, you know, Freddie did play well, too. Four goals against, 28 saves, an 875 save percentage. The goals weren't really his fault. The Nylander off his midsection, you know, like some goals were a little leaky and some were just really not his fault. So I don't think Freddie played bad in any any way at all. Uh, you know, he was really good in the start of the game. It was kind of the middle frame where he kind of derailed uh, once Matthews started clicking. But other than that, he was fine tonight. Uh, Carolina's got themselves a good one. Now, I always have respect for Freddie Anderson, uh, what he brought to this Leafs team in those early seasons of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Willie Nylander, that, you know, reformed core we have here now. Uh, I'll always be thankful for that, and he'll always be one of my favorite players league-wide. Uh, so, you know, Toronto, this is a very important win in overtime. They beat the Kings of the Metro. Uh, I'll always take a win at home with limited capacity against a very good team like this. This was a game where they battled back, especially, uh, you know, overcoming a deficit in the third period. Those are always good wins to see. And winning in overtime without Austin Matthews, thankfully, Matthews is all right. He is expected to play tonight against the Calgary Flames, which is good. Uh, I was actually really scared. It looked like a serious head injury. Uh, he did not return, which is even worse. It was overtime, though, really late in the game. Didn't expect, you know, the concussion protocols usually last longer than that. So I didn't expect him to come back, even if he was fine. But Matthews is good. He practiced uh, yesterday, so that is good on his standpoint. Uh, we need him. It is, it is not said enough how much this team needs Austin Matthews. He is a superstar he has been really good in the defensive zone this year. He has stepped up largely as the leader, as the focal point, as the franchise center, as we all expected. And, uh, you know, I think for years to come, he is going to be the key to this Toronto Maple Leafs team as the leader, as the main star. I love Mitch Marner. I love Willie Nylander. Tavares, I love him as well. But, you know, his line on 5v5 is getting hemmed. It's getting caved in uh, on the defensive side of the puck. Uh, thankfully, he's really good on face-offs, so, you know, there's a positive there. But uh, Matthews, 
his growth over the last couple of years has been absolutely absurd. And credit to him, uh, my favorite player, probably league wide, in terms of the now and the future. He's an absolute amazing player. So fun to watch with his offense and his shot. But with that, let's go to the pregame of the Toronto Maple Leafs against the very good Calgary Flames. So the Calgary Flames are 24, 13, and 6. They're currently fourth in the Pacific. Uh, tonight is expected to be Dan Vladar. Uh, Markstrom did play last night. Vladar has played the Toronto Maple Leafs earlier this season. He actually did extremely well. The Leafs won that one, one nothing in overtime at Scotiabank Arena a while ago near the early start of the season. Vladar is a sneaky good goaltender. You know, he came over in a trade from the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's 6-3-1. He's got a 2.64 goals against average, a .911 save percentage with two shutouts on the year. So those stats are inflated a bit with how good the Calgary Flames are in terms of defending. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to be straight up honest with that. But he is still a very good goaltender. And we saw what he did earlier this year against Toronto. He had a fantastic performance. Uh, so, you know, I don't think we're going to see Mrazek tonight. I think it's going to be Campbell. Uh, Campbell's 21-6-3, a 2.30 goals against average, a .925 save percentage with four shutouts. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Campbell tonight. You know, he came back in that Devils game, really bounced back, it looked like. But that was the Devils. It was a game that wasn't really fun to watch in a lot of ways. It was a blowout, 7-1, four goals in the first period, 6 nothing after two. Uh, it didn't really have any major vibe to it. Uh, so this is going. This is, in my opinion, the bounce back game for Jack Campbell. I I love how we saw him in New Jersey and what he did there. Really boosted his confidence going into the All Star break. I love that. Good call by Coach Sheldon Keith. Tonight is the bounce back game, and tonight is when I would play Campbell. Uh, it might be confirmed yet. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, a lot of people debate. Oh, play Mrazic. Play the hot hand. No, the one A one B situation is designed for this. Let Campbell get tonight's start. Let's see how he does against a very good Calgary Flames hockey team. Uh, so this is the thing with Calgary. They're not very offensive. It's Daryl Sutter hockey. Uh, but they can defend to a T. They are a super defensive unit. Uh, every line on this Calgary Flames team can defend. But they could bite you at certain times on the offense. And we saw what happened in the game against the Golden Knights last night. They played Golden Knights the full 60 minutes just clearly the better team they skated the full 60 and the score shows that uh they did put up six goals on vegas last night so that is certainly something to watch for sure but in terms of goals they're 10th in the league at 3.26 shots on goal they do shoot a ridiculous amount 36.3 which is higher than the leafs uh power play percentage they're 12th so they don't really have a super top 10 power play uh shooting percentage they are 21st uh face-offs they're 11th uh, now let's go to defense. This is where it gets, you know, to Calgary's advantage. In terms of goals allowed, the Leafs are sixth at 2.65. The Flames are second at 2.42. Uh, shots on goal allowed, they are only sixth in the league. Uh, penalty kill percentage, they are third. They are actually one rank ahead of the Leafs uh, by 0 0.2, 84.6 to 84.5. Uh, in terms of penalty, uh, penalty minutes, they do take a fair amount. They are 16th in the league at 8.9 average. Uh, the Maple Leafs average only 6.9, which I think is a really cool stat. Uh, the Calgary Flames at home this year are 8-4-4. Four, and four. Uh, The Leafs on the road this year are 13-6-2. and two. 
The Calgary Flames have won four straight. The Maple Leafs have won six straight. So it is going to be a very, very good hockey game. Uh, the Calgary Flames are on a back-to-back, -back, as I mentioned. Uh, sorry, the previous matchup was actually 2-1 Toronto on November 12th in 2021. So uh, I said one nothing in overtime. I was wrong about that. I just remember the Matthews goal in OT. Uh, in terms of injuries, we will not see Pitlick for Calgary today. He's day-to-day, -day, undisclosed, the centerman. Um, and for Toronto, we will not see Wayne Simmons, most likely the right winger. Toronto is most likely to go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen tonight, uh, which I think is good. Jake Muzzin's making his return. I think you give him a little bit of a minute restriction tonight, um, something we see similar in baseball in terms of pitch counts. Uh, let's just see Muzzin out there in action. Let's see what he's like up to game speed. Ease him in. I think this might actually be better for the Leafs in a lot of ways. Ease him back. Um, I'm not saying play him like two minutes or four minutes or something ridiculous like that. I'm just saying, you know, ease his minutes. Don't give him the whole backlog as what we've seen in the hard uh, minutes. I think ease him back slowly. He is a vital piece of this defense. I know he hasn't had a great season, but if Muzzin ever did go down long term, uh, you know, forbid that, knock on wood. But uh, if Muzzin did go down with a serious injury, this Leafs team would have a problem uh, at the back. So let's ease Muzzin back. I'm excited to see him return to the blue and white after his concussion. Uh, concussions are always serious, and you never want to rush guys back. So I'm really happy with how the Leafs have taken uh, you know, his recovery process as, you know, slow and pure judgment. So uh, it's not officially confirmed that he will be back tonight, but it is looking towards so and how he's practiced this week. So I really like how the Leafs are handling this situation. Uh, it is going to be a tough game. There is no doubt about it. The Calgary Flames, like I said, they're really good at defending, but there is an area the Leafs could kind of pick an advantage, and that is on faceoffs. So if the Leafs are able to win faceoffs like they do mostly all their games this year and maintain that first place uh, seed, uh, you know, 55.8%, um, that's a huge conversion rate. So if they are able to win pucks back and maintain possession like they want to play, uh, and as long as you bite Calgary when they give you the opportunity to do so, this Leafs team is going to be okay in this one. Uh, the power play is also something that's going to be something like extremely important, right? I talked about that. The Calgary Flames are 16th in the league in terms of penalty minutes. They average 8.9 a game. So the power play is going to get their chance. They are. So, you know, they're first right now at 30.3, uh, which is, you know, insane. And this is a least power play that, you know, we talked about last year. It was so tough to watch. They overpassed the puck. They didn't really have confidence in anybody really taking that shot besides Matthews. And they was just always get the puck to Matthews. But teams kind of, you know, strategized for that and it kind of lowered the least production heavily. But now we are paying our stars, you know, the insane amount of money that everybody else in the National Hockey League world likes to, you know, talk about Toronto about. And, oh, the cap, and, you know, you pay so much for this offense. Well, now we're starting to see the production. That's something we have never seen with the big four uh, is the offensive production click at the rate that they're being paid for. And this is what makes the Leafs scary, and this is why I'm telling you guys, this Maple Leafs team I have a tremendous amount of faith in, especially going into the postseason, because when you have a power play that's clicking at this rate, you are a dangerous postseason team. And, yes, the playoffs are completely different. Just because you're first place in the regular season and uh, power play percentage doesn't mean you're going to maintain that in the playoffs. But the amount of money this offense has been invested into, uh, you know, a power play of Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and Morgan Riley, that's a super unit. It is the most expensive power play unit in the NHL, especially with Morgan's extension. But you're getting the results. So I think it's extremely worth it. 
you pay for offense, you're getting the offense. Uh, it's going to come down to 5v5 play for the Leafs. And that's how that's what's going to be the downfall if they do find a way to lose this game to Calgary. Calgary's a great hockey team. They are going to be a tough team to beat in the playoffs in the West. Uh, they are very, very good defensively, as I've said many times on this episode. So if the Leafs are able to maintain solid offensive, offensive zone possession and, you know, stick it together at the back and play really well five on five, I think they're going to have a really good chance to win this game. I brought up Tavares' line and the 5-on-5 five five play. They need to step up tonight. Uh, that is a second line that is, you know, a bona fide like, first line on any other National Hockey League team, maybe besides uh, the contenders like the Avalanche and the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they are, going, they are a good unit. They are, without a doubt. Tavares is a superstar. I don't know how people hate on the guy. He is a complete class act. He's a total pro. Uh, what he brings to this team is unmatched. So Tavares is usually a reliable player. I'm sure he knows that his five-on-five five play has not been the greatest. A lot of that, too, a lot of people have to give credit, is the line mates have been juggled a lot this year. Every game, it feels, every other game or every three games, it feels like the lines are different, injuries are picked up, COVID protocols. you got to give Tavares credit. He's battled. He's had Marner on his wing. He's had Nylander. He's had Kasha at certain points. He's had Simmons for a game. Like, it's going to get mixed around. Credit to him, though. He's really found chemistry with Nylander this year. Uh, and then even when he's with Marner, he's still clicking at a good pace. And he's just getting points on points. And, yes, he has these streaks in, since his tenure in Toronto here where he'll have, like, 16 points in, like, seven games. And then he'll go, like, maybe two points in his last eight. That's, that's just something that, you know, every player is going to go through over an 82-game season. And, uh, you know, the league's been kind of messed up with COVID the last two years. So it is, you know, hard to criticize. He is getting up there in age, but he's still a great player. I don't understand the criticism. Tonight, I am banking John Tavares scores. You heard it here first. Tavares is going to get a goal tonight. I have a tremendous amount of faith in our captain, Johnny Toronto. Uh, Nylander, I think, is going to have a great game tonight as well. I have a feeling he's going to come out guns blazing. Uh, he's had a rough stretch recently. Uh, that line has in general. I think he's gonna he's gonna go off tonight. Uh, this might be bold, but I can definitely see a hat trick. Uh, I know, like I said, I've been talking about Calgary's defense this whole episode, so I'm kind of predicting a high scoring Leafs game. Uh, and I don't want to do that against the Flames because the odds on that. But I have a feeling. I don't know. I have a feeling three points from Neil Anderson at least. Maybe not a hat trick, or maybe a hat trick, but three points at least. And Tavares is gonna get a goal. Mark my words. My, my score prediction for tonight, I think the Leafs win this one 4-2. 4-2 is my prediction. Uh, I think the second line just has an absolute beauty of a night. I think Matthews and Marner kind of cool off, but uh, I think a couple apples respectively for both. I think Morgan Riley's going to have a great game as well. I think a couple points for him. And uh, Soup, I think Soup has, you know, a really good game tonight. Two goals against, 28 saves, something around there. And uh, this Leafs team moves on to Saturday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we'll have a post-game episode probably tomorrow, maybe with the crew. I just wanted to release uh, a little pre-game episode for you guys and uh, recapping the last game. It is going to be a fun game to watch tonight, without a doubt. I'm so looking forward to it. Two great teams. The Calgary Flames do like to be physical, though. That's my last note. They are a physical hockey team. Uh, of course, we all know Lucic, but they have Zadorov, who's a big guy. Uh, you know, They average a lot of hits per game. They're one of the more physical Western teams. So that is something the Leafs are going to have to match up with. They are a little bit bigger in terms of height. So actually, sorry, they're tied to height. It's weight I meant. Uh, they're a little heavier team, but, you know, 
the Calgary Flames have a lot of really good two-way players that have no problem throwing the body around. Guys like Blake Coleman and Andrew Mangiapane. Mangiapane is their little swift, uh, Swiss Army knife. He can play in your top six, your bottom six, your fourth line. He can play both wings. Uh, he's a local guy here from, uh, uh, where is it from again? Boland. Or no, where's it from? Uh, anyways, he's from somewhere in Ontario. Um, Bolton, sorry. Yes, that's I'm Bolton. Like, I thought of Dave Bolton for a second. Uh, Bolton, Ontario. Uh, I have a lot of friends that know him. Uh, you know, really good guy. But he is having a great season. So he is certainly one to watch out for. He can score. He can hit. He can play really well defensively. Uh, he's really good at getting on the opposition skin. So he's going to be one to watch out for. I'm sure he's going to want to play good against his hometown team. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Markstrom, if he gets the start, we all know what he's been doing this year. Don't be surprised they do play Markstrom. I'm just going to leave that there. Don't be surprised they do start Markstrom. Uh, Markstrom has played back-to-backs this year, and he's done really well in those. So Markstrom is a very good goaltender. If he does play and it's not Vladar, uh, you know, the Leafs are going to have a little bit more difficulty, I think. Vladar, like I said, is a great goalie, but Markstrom has been, you know, extremely good. I wouldn't say maybe Vesna winning because that's just Sturkin this year. And Soros deserves a mention for that. And Vasilevsky is always. But uh, Markstrom leads the league in shutouts. He's been a brick wall. When he's on his game, he has no problem putting up a 45 save night. So uh, the Leafs need to break the goalie early, whoever's uh, in that for the opposition. Uh, the Calgary Flames are a very good team analytically. So, uh, you know, their even strength goals numbers and expected numbers are extremely high. So this is going to be a good test. An extremely good test. Both teams are clicking. You know, both teams are on winning streaks. One's four games, one's six games. I'm so excited for tonight. That's all from me, folks, today. Uh, check out our uh, platforms tomorrow for a post-game episode. Go Leafs, go. 4-2, your Toronto Maple Leafs is my prediction. Thank you all for listening. Love you guys. Go Leafs.